At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, everybody, welcome back into another hour of the Pro Football Blitz. Take a deep breath, settle in, 15 minutes away from determining the final four in the NFL postseason picture. Back with Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver. I'm Ben Wilson, 16-9 San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey accentuates a 10-play, 91-yard, six-minute touchdown drive for San Francisco that we we started with mentioning the George Kittle 30-yard catch on that drive. Like that Kittle catch, if San Francisco wins this game, that that catch is going to it, it won't go down in the same immortal veins as like uh, you know the, 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 the Clark catch, <laughs> the catch, but it should. I mean, that was a potentially season-changing playoff, even maybe a Super Bowl-defining moment for Kittle if San Francisco is able to hang on and win the game. Uh, they they cap off the the, uh, the ten play ninety one yard drive with a two yard Christian McCaffrey touchdown run, who catches a prop about minus one fifty anytime touchdown score. Because before the Kittle catch, though, Mike, there had been nothing down the field for San Francisco. That finally opened up the offense, and they have a seven-point lead. And that was actually the third option, you know, for Purdy on that. So credit Brock Purdy for right there and, and sticking with that and making and creating the big play. And that's that's what he's going to have to do. Uh, you know, he could have taken the, the shorter route uh, that was shallow in front of him. He could have taken a route uh, that was uh, on that side of the field already. But uh, he made his eyes go across the field, and he found Kittle – uh, after Kittle was actually blocking on the play a little mm-hmm. bit, and he popped open. So uh, just a fantastic play that kick-started that drive. Uh, three passes out of the ten plays, predominantly running the football 
Uh, and so now we saw San Francisco establish the running game, but also eating up about six minutes off that play clock as well. Yeah, it took the, the game from the end of the third quarter into the start of the fourth. But now Dallas has mar- yeah. started to make a move. Big Kevontae Turpin kickoff return ends up taking it back 44 yards. Very good starting field position for the Dallas Cowboys. And, uh, and Dak Prescott and the Cowboys have continued to kind of slowly, methodically move the ball down the field. The big play, 17-yard pitch and catch from Prescott to C.D. Lamb. But on a first and 10 play, Mike at the 9 or 27, kind of on a blown play, Prescott is sacked, goes down for a loss of five. And look, you're down by seven, 12 Uh minutes to go. Kind of feels like touchdown or bust going forward. You're going to be in four-down territory if you're head coach Mike McCarthy as a play caller. But could could that last drive from San Francisco, could it maybe lead now to a a brief explosion of points in the fourth quarter as – both offenses are starting to look a little more, uh, look a little more on track now. Well, yeah, I mean, a sense of urgency being created too. I mean, uh, Dallas has matchups with C.D. Lamb on the outside against the corners for San Francisco. Where I think Dallas gets uh, in trouble or too cute uh, is trying to do a lot of things across the middle of the field because San Francisco is determined to take that away. You know, uh, at some point now, can Dallas be creative with formations and maybe uh, catch somebody slipping? That could happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dallas and down a distance situations. I mean, third and eight. Here you go. Uh, this is where Dak, just like Brock Purdy, needed to convert. This is a quarterback's down. They need to convert. You know, who's your playmakers? Is it Dalton Schultz? Yes. C.D. Lamb, who's in a slot again. Or is it somebody else uh, like a role player? Lamb has been so good. Yeah. So no, good. Already, gone over, his, uh, already yeah. gone over his receiving crop. Third and eight at the nine or 25 for Dallas. Prescott underneath. It's behind Lamb. And it's, it's right into what you said, right. Mike. That, that's not, it's not the solution against the 49ers defense. The, the crossers over the middle haven't been there all day. And no. yet Prescott tried to force it again. Yeah. And I, I don't know what Kellen Moore is trying to think about what, when you're calling that. Like he brought CeeDee Lamb, who was in a slot, to the strong side uh, with the tight end. And so a lot of times, even if a, if a team high-lows you or, or uh, rolls a corner on that side, there's a lot of space in there. But he actually ran C.D. Lamb on a shallow cross into the teeth of that defense. And it was a poor th- poorly thrown ball uh, as well from Dak. Now here's a, another very interesting development. <laughs> Dallas is kicking. Yeah. Fourth and eight at the yeah. 25, 43-yard kick. But Brett Maher is money. Mm-hmm. So it appears as though he has his confidence back. Now look, it, it's – it's one thing still down. to get the three, but you just took a one-score game to a one-score game. Right, it's now right. 16-12. Mm-hmm. That's a number that is very significant in the betting market since the game opened three and a half, got bet up to four, toggled between three and a half and four all week. That's a, not a number the sportsbook wants this thing to land on since they're going to have to refund a lot of money and then give out money to the, the people on the other side. So, to me, that's a go, though, on fourth and eight. In, yeah. in, this, in this situation... Kick, taking all the kicking issues from Brett Maher aside, that's a go for me. Down by seven, 12 minutes to go, up to plus 25. Yeah, I mean, as a better, um, this is where Dallas is turning into Dallas. Like, the penalties that kept the drive alive and, okay, San Francisco was able to score a touchdown. That's the Dallas Cowboys that you can't trust. Uh, McCarthy, as, as, a, as a head coach, in his coaching decisions sometimes, that one right there is one that you can't really trust, right, as a better. And it's like, okay, what are you doing? You're down seven points. What are you doing? Um, so you're still down seven. You're still down a possession. You still got to get in the yeah. ball in, into the end zone. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I guess that's a moral victory, and I don't know why you're into that right now. And um, your defense is going to have to get a stop. But if you're in that situation again, what are you going to do? Fourth and eight, 
plus territory, you're going to kick another field goal, be, be down by one, or are you going to go for it? I mean, that kind of thing. So, like, and um, you really believe you're getting oh. two, like, you really believe you're getting two more cracks in, in yeah. with 12 minutes left right. to get the ball in, in field goal range. They just that's had a how you six play? minute drive on yeah. you. <laughs> Here's the thing, and people always ask us, and it's, it's good to have, you know, the, the resources for this when we're doing a live show like this, uh, watching the game, you know, as it, as it unfolds in front of us. People want to know, okay, so the analytics always get discussed. And what, like, what do the analytics say on a, a play like that? It's pretty split. That, that's, this is a classic toss-up situation where it's on the head coach, Mike McCarthy. You have to go with your gut here. Going for it, analytics say 20% win, you know, win probability if you go for it. If you kick the field goal, 19% probability. And that's not factoring in the, win su- probability the success. Though, right? right? Yeah. So because they're saying if you go for it from that distance, it's about a 36% chance of succeeding. Analytics call that 43-yard field goal an 80% you know, success rate, and those numbers are using all the historical data markers of teams in those similar spots. So it's pretty much a coin flip there, decision yeah. by Mike McCarthy. Just as a principle, though, with the, the flow of the game, you go for it there. And, uh, yeah, and mean, now, look, betters, if you, hey, if you back Dallas uh, plus four, you certainly like that. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, from winning the game in, in this playoff situation – why that is that is the call there well, well think about all season two though i mean okay san francisco 11 times they forced their opponents to to one score in the second half including the playoffs last week right dallas cowboys 10 times uh so far this year they forced their opponent to only one score in the second half uh both teams dallas has kicked two field goals and san francisco has one touchdown one score uh, so if you are you know going with your gut if you're mccarthy you're thinking, okay, you're going to get a stop here. I'm going to believe in my defense. I'm going to get a stop. Let me put points on the scoreboard. A touchdown, I win the game. That kind of thing. If you're thinking that far ahead from a, from a game yeah. strategy standpoint, from a momentum standpoint, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I, I think kicking a field goal right there didn't do anything for you from a moment, momentum mm-hmm. standpoint. If you go for it and you don't get it, is that deflating? No. Your defense still has to get a stop, Right. Uh, so I, I would have liked to see McCarthy go for it. It almost felt like the the play call was, in a way, indicative of Dallas planning to go for it had they picked that up. Mm-hmm. As Brock Purdy on cue goes over the middle, George Kittle for 15 yards and a first down as the Niners now start the drive up by four as we cross the 11-minute mark to go in the game. Because if CeeDee Lamb, if, if that ball was on him, he makes the catch, he's likely not picking up the first down. He would have been about three, four yards short. Then you, that's a definite go. Right, right. So I, I almost wonder if it was in the mindset of Kellen Moore's and OC. Let's get something. Let's get a short crosser. Let's at least get. Let's get the banked easy yards. We feel like that should be right there for us. Mm. Then we assess and go for it. Likely, but by striking out, they decided just to to go with a, a different direction. I, I got a sneaking suspicion this will come back to haunt <laughs> uh, Dallas. But th- this was a consensus three and a half point yeah. closing line. Couple of books did stay at four at close with San Francisco being favored. Game's four right now. There's 10 minutes to go. Yeah, and Dakota, so. <laughs> Dakota threw the ball behind CeeDee Lamb, too. I mean, so he's still Dakota. Yeah, you. yeah, Not Dak still yeah he, he almost turned into Dak, almost. Almost got back. Yeah. Uh, also, that was a significant play as far as the, the, you know, the second half total is concerned because now we're at 13 points for the second half. Second half total was 22 or 22 and a half. So if you bet that under, now you get a little – now you have, uh, look at, you have a little more wiggle room because – you could still get a touchdown, and you're staying under that 22, 22 and a half. Uh, it gets a little dicey now. If, yeah, it like does. If San Francisco, yeah, if, like if San Francisco scores a touchdown, especially, you'd be in a lot of peril with that second half under. Even your, uh, the pregame total right. might get into some question at, at 46 and a half or 47. 
if San Francisco is able to score a touchdown here, but I, I doubt that I doubt that we're getting into a point where you're really going to have to worry about a full game number. It's at 28 right now, nine minutes to go. Well, you know, it's the pace of the game, too. I mean, San Francisco, that previous drive in which they scored a touchdown, 10 plays, they ran the ball seven times. They ate up six minutes on the clock. Uh, they start to the drive on first down with a, with a throw over the middle, which you should do. Uh, it's a guessing down for the defense, so great job by Kyle Shanahan uh, with that throw over the middle. Uh, but now, Here's third and two, you got to convert, right? Third and two, Ayuk um, over the middle, but, first but, down. But think about it, though. It's third and two. It's not third and eight or third and nine. Before, it was third and eight, third and nine, and Brock was running around. He couldn't find receivers and throwing the ball out of bounds. Now, third and two, every play in the playbook, you can execute. Uh, and you can execute high percentage plays, too. And that slant right there over the middle uh, is a quick, easy throw. It's a quick, easy read for Brock Purdy. Uh, so here you go with Kyle Shanahan kind of controlling that game as long as they're winning on first down, which mm -hmm. they're starting to do now. Only the second catch for Brandon Ayuk, just 26 yards for him. Hey, as my, as looking for my middle. I, like, <laughs> I, love, I would love the Cowboys <laughs> to come down, kick another field goal, lose the game by one. But mm. we're thinking about from a playoff coaching perspective, mm -hmm. it's not the way you win a football game. And yep. I mean, you, this is Dallas is getting what they deserve right now. San Francisco pounding the ball right down their throats. That's a, that's a cowardly thing to do in my mind to settle for three there. And Niners <laughs> have a really good chance here. To, like if they score a touchdown, the game's over. I yeah, mean, the game is yeah. literally over. Just on that decision too by McCarthy, yeah. right? I mean, now who's to say that they would have got it or converted? it? But exactly, it's but Dakota, it's the principle. right? Maybe he's calling him Dakota on the sideline. Now if it was Dak out there. Uh, there's no hesitation. You go for it on fourth down. Your but, season is on the line. Yeah, season on the line, though. Yeah, on the road like that, no, you, you, you got to go for it. San Francisco put the game away now. Second and five at the Dallas 37. Seven and a half minutes to go. We'll take it down the home stretch when we return on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSA, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you are a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. Another big time third and short coming up for the San Francisco 49ers as we welcome you back to our Circus Sportsbook studios in downtown Las Vegas. The Pro Football Blitz rolling on, taking you through the end of the final divisional game uh, this weekend in the NFL final four will be determined in six minutes and 55 seconds Mike Pritchard third and three though for the 49ers who lead Dallas 16 to 12 very important play in sequence for the spread of the game and, and for the game as a whole and for the second time on this drive Mike Brock Purdy goes over the middle this time finds Christian McCaffrey for about five yards on a little square in route and that decision by Mike McCarthy to settle for a field goal down seven with 12 minutes to go continuing to look more and more like an error as this drive continues. Yeah, constant theme. I mean, George Kittle made his guy miss so badly at the line of scrimmage that his guy almost disrupted that pass because he was in a throwing lane. Uh, but these reads are so easy for Brock. Uh, and you can see, uh, as Christian turned into a receiver right there, uh, the matchups, uh, advantages for San Francisco right there. Uh, so third and three, third and two, I mean, that's, that's everything that San Francisco wants right now in this drive. How much more clock can San Francisco take off, too? That's the question. After yeah. a 10-play, 91-yard, right. six-minute drive. And they're in field this, goal range, right? Right, in, in field goal range. Now, this is a drive that is already, I and mean, this is nine plays, 53 yards, in about five and a half minutes already. So mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you put it perfectly in the last segment where you have to understand game flow. And you're making these in-game coaching decisions right. and pace of game. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is able to just take the air out of the game. And this is what experienced veteran clubs do, even with a rookie quarterback in there for Brock Purdy. The system, it's taken some time <laughs> in the game, Mike, for, to, to look like the right side and the right edge. But San Francisco, I mean, this is, this is the strength of that team. Yeah. And, and now with Dallas's defense clearly looking tired and having to, having to have shoulder the load for the majority of the game, they're, they're starting to run out of gas, it looks like to me. Yeah, the story of the game. I mean, Dallas wanted to stop the run in the first, uh, in, in the first half, and they did that. And certainly now can they stop it in the second half. But uh, what San Francisco is doing uh, is getting back to their core place. I mean, they are hitting Dallas from every angle now, uh, whether it's trap plays or counter plays, counter action. 
Uh, you, you've got some gap schemes going on right now. You've got some wide zone schemes going on. But all of that is what San Francisco does, right? And so, uh, you know, you think about the travel. You think about all that stuff now to preparation and all that for Dallas. And deeper in the fourth quarter, these are the minutes that come back to hurt you as a defense. When you, when you want to stop the run, you know you can get there, but you can't get off blocks. Or, or you get ear-holed because you don't think the block's coming from a different uh, direction. Uh, and that's where San Francisco digs in and uh, they get to work and they're and they highly successful mm -hmm. that way. But again, it's the easier situations though. It's the first down plays. It's, it's the big runs uh, on earlier downs to set up the, the short yardage on, on those later downs. So, so here you go, second and 10. You know, this is where Dallas needs to get, get off the field if they can. And that clock now continues to move. Yeah, it's under it four minutes. Cowboys still have all three timeouts. They have all three. Uh, and this is the 11th play now of a drive that has taken over seven minutes off the clock. San Francisco ball. Brock Purdy throws incomplete, so that right. finally stops the yep. clock. And this now, I mean, it's a got to have it uh, stop, at least for Dallas, down 16 to 12 live numbers at this point. We're getting to that stage of the game. It's so late. A lot of the spreads are getting taken off the board. Cowboys are plus 625 mm -hmm. live to win the game right now. Well, San, Francisco, San Francisco, a chance to go up seven, though, at least getting three would go up a 19-12. We'll see what happens on third and 10. Right. If nothing else, though, this game – it increases my confidence in San Francisco going forward, assuming they're able to hang on and win. Because mm -hmm. this is as bad as they've looked in months yeah. since Brock Purdy took over as quarterback. And the fact that they're in a position to get through this game when there were a lot of issues and they did not look like the right side uh, really for three quarters, it, it, would, it would be really impressive to me, Mike, in a game where they easily could have gone down. Purdy scrambles, by the way, and is short of the first down, gets about six on third and ten. So it looks like Robbie Gold coming out for a field goal. And here's Dakota uh, with a chance to kind of tie the game up, right? Um, because you trade field goals. You eat up a ton of time in the fourth quarter. You, you exchange field goals. Dallas is still down seven. Now, obviously, it's four-down territory, right, for McCarthy. So the decision for him is out the window. As a better, though, I mean, where do you, where do you, where do you go here? I mean, can Dallas – they can make plays. We know where the matchups are. Can Kellamore get to him? Can he exploit him? I mean, obviously, you got to get to CeeDee Lamb on the outside. Uh, you got to get to Michael Gallup even on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, in the middle of the field, the only way you throw the ball in the middle of the field, if it's a check down or if you've created something, if you have a play specific for a situation in the fourth quarter that you've seen uh, San Francisco try to execute defensively, and now you have a counter to it. That's the only way I would go to the middle of the field if you're Dallas. But you got to work the sidelines. you got to work the matchups. Uh, in his final drive, perhaps, for the Cowboys. And Robbie Gold does nail the field goal. 19-12 San Francisco, 3:03 to go. Yeah. Cowboys still have all three timeouts. Yeah, I get nervous for the overtime. You get nervous. <laughs> Mike Richard with under 47. So over. that field, So also for the second half total, which was 22-and-a-half, 13 points have been scored in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah. So 16 right now. So essentially the second half total will come down to can Dallas score a touchdown. Mm -hmm. The second half total, or the second half side, by and large, will come down to, can Dallas score a yeah. touchdown? Uh, I would also think this has got to be – okay, so Brett Maher has made two kicks. This mm -hmm. this half makes a couple of field goals. Right. One from 24 yards out, one from 43. But if you're Mike McCarthy, are you in a position right now? Are you already thinking, like, if you score a touchdown, if you're able to make a, a drive and get into the end zone, you going for two here? Because to me, the answer is a resounding yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. Well, I mean – 
Again, they still have to drive down the field okay, about to get so, the ball back. But so that's, the, this is an obvious. Yeah, I you, mean, like, but the overtime rules, you each get a possession now. Correct. So say the coin flip, whatever happens, right? Uh, San Francisco do- goes down and scores. Dallas, you still get a possession in overtime. Right, so, the new overtime rules, even if San Francisco right. were to score a touchdown first, yeah. So Dallas gets the ball. you each get a possession. So with that in mind, if you're McCarthy, do you think, as a better, do you think he goes for two or not? I see, I don't think the new overtime rule should really change because okay. this is such a unique circumstance right. where, A, your kicker is shaky beyond all belief, even <laughs> though he's made two second-half kicks. That's true. And you're underdog on the road yeah. against, against a vaunted San Francisco defense, and your defense for Dallas has, mm-hmm. has started to show some cracks. The game has worn on, and they've had, a, they've had to spend a ton of time on the field. Right. Yeah, this is absolutely a you sell out. And I, I wonder if that's why like, Dallas didn't take any timeouts there. They let right. San Francisco run the ball all the way down to three minutes on the clock. Cowboys still with all three timeouts. Do you just look to sell out, go for the touchdown two, and, and win the game by one and, and leave no time on the clock? To me, that's how you have to approach this if you're Dallas. Okay. Uh, that's okay. If you think, okay, from the betting perspective. Yeah, from the betting perspective. Uh, plus 450, I'm seeing, is the market wide money line price okay. right now in Dallas. If you Ooh. think they can win, uh, win the game, uh, in game total numbers are now off the board. What you know of McCarthy in the Packers' days, though, is he won to go for it, go for two? I mean, because, I mean, this is going to be a knowledge-based bet. Uh, know, right? Mike McCarthy, Packer coach, would, would send a game to overtime. Okay. But he had Aaron <laughs> okay. Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, a little bit different as yeah. a quarterback. Uh, like, here's the thing, though. I mean, I, I realize we're talking in hypotheticals. Yeah. The bigger question is, can Dallas execute what right. will end up being an 82-yard drive? Kevontae Turpin only gets out to his own 18. Uh, can Dallas, who scored 12 points today, every single Dallas-related prop has gone under besides CeeDee Lamb receiving yards, can Dallas and Dak Prescott come up with an 82-yard drive in under three minutes to even put themselves in a position right. to tie or win the game? And Can just, that happen? And on cue, just like every, you know, a lot of games this year, it comes down to one possession, right? Uh, and so as a better two, that can help you out, I think, moving forward. It, just a parody league, uh, the backup quarterback nature of the league, too. Uh, but good oh. Lord, Dak Prescott. Oh. <laughs> Dakota. <laughs> He's Dakota still. But the thing about it, too, is Kellen Moore – and his Boise wow. State background, uh, he is a creative play caller that way. I mean, he comes from that. Uh, so you would think maybe they have uh, a pocket full of, of two-point conversion plays too, right, that you might feel good about. Well, that was the report this week that with how shaky mm-hmm. Brett Maher was, Dallas, they, they really practiced. They, they added at least twice the amount of potential two-point mm-hmm. conversion or fourth and short plays to the playbook this week. Something to keep in mind. However, Dak Prescott on first and 10. Nearly a pick six. Dre Greenlaw drops it. Now Prescott, oh, just misses Michael Gallup on a deep shot. I think he had him, Mike. Just, he did. just ha- missed him. Uh, he had a little skinny post. Ended yeah. up going back shoulder well, on the wrong way. And I know he's trying to protect from the safefty over the top. Well, but he did, third and 10. Dak did great by manipulating the safety. I mean, a good post route right there. The safety um, followed Dak's eyes. And so they had, they had a, a seam right there. But... A lot of quarterbacks today, they throw it on a, they throw the rainbow bomb. Like, put that ball on a line uh, and on, on the inside. You can throw it. You, could, you can sling it for 30, 35 yards on a line to the inside uh, right there and then let your receiver make a play on that ball before and, the safety gets there. And Prescott is sacked on third and 10. So, yeah. near, near pick six for Greenlaw, incomplete and a deep shot, sack for no gain. Is, so now what do you, it's two and a half minutes to go. Dallas still has all it. three timeouts. I mean, this is, you have to go, but you also have to, like, you have to get this playoff before the two-minute warning. 
And they are they are, they are rushing punting. the punt team out there to punt. Wow. So still to come this hour, Jesse Newell, Chiefs beat reporter, he's going to talk <laughs> some Chiefs Bengals with us. So that'll come up next. We'll see if Dallas, can they get the ball back? They're punting away down by seven. Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. We're back on the Pro Football Blitz with Mike Pritchard, the former NFL wide receiver. I'm Ben Wilson. <laughs> Can the Dallas Cowboys get a stop? Uh, and, and if this doesn't work out for Dallas, the, uh, the Mike McCarthying has certainly reached a new level for the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys as he punts it away. Trying to get a stop now. We'll, we'll see if it works out, but this has not exactly been Mike McCarthy's uh, shining moment in this fourth quarter, Mike. No, not at all. I mean... You got to lean on that defense here, right? But uh, 49ers flipped the field with that pass to Kittle. Uh, so even if you stop them, they can pin you back uh, and you're not going to have any timeouts. Yeah, second and nine right now for San Francisco with the Dallas 42. Dallas just took their first of three timeouts, 153 to go. So presumably mm -hmm. two straight stops. Cowboys will get the ball back, having to go the length of the field, down by seven. Number Niners closed three and a half for four point favorites. And uh, that, uh, that total that you're on, you're on the under, looks very, very uh, solid right now, under 47. But one uh, second half total was 22 and a half, and we're at 16 points right now. So that uh, might be a moot point as Elijah Mitchell gets a big gain down the edge. Does go out of bounds, though, so this is, the game's not over yet. What are you doing, Elijah Mitchell? Just, just go down in bounds. Uh, but the Niners are now closer and closer, inching towards getting yeah. uh, the win. So we will keep you posted over the next uh, few minutes here on, on what happens there. But for now, we do want to transition as we get into our breakdowns for the AFC and NFC Championship games, starting in Kansas City, no neutral site to be had, Pritch. It's the Chiefs hosting the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, and to join us to talk things, all, all things Kansas City and Cincinnati this week is Jesse Newell, outstanding beat reporter for the Chiefs from the Kansas City Star. Uh, Jesse, thanks so much for joining us, especially in the midst of uh, all the other playoff action. We'll start with Patrick Mahomes, where the entire uh, the city and, and region let out a big old gasp when, when he went down with the ankle injury, especially diagnosed with a high ankle sprain earlier today. Uh, what can you tell us about the, the immediate reaction from everybody in Kansas City with the Mahomes injury? Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. It's going to be the, you know, a really, really big storyline coming up here this week. But, you know, it's, I think you saw in the second half, which is kind of probably what it's going to look like for the Chiefs, which is I know people have talked about, Tony Romo talked about on the broadcast today, how his high ankle sprain where he could, you know, adrenaline gets you through the first day, but then the next week or so is really difficult on your next few days. Um, but we just kind of get beats and pieces of reports out there. And, I mean, I just can't imagine that Patrick Mahomes is not going to play this game. I can't imagine he's going to, you know, allow himself not go in there even if he's not at full 100%. So, we'll see. I mean, these injuries are really difficult. We saw Tony Pollard in this game. We're talking about the Cowboys 49ers. He got a high ankle sprain. He was out immediately and didn't come back. It's obviously a little bit tougher for, for you know, positions like running backs to have to pivot all the time and maybe a little bit easier on a quarterback. But, how much this will affect him if, if Patrick Mahomes does play? You know, we know his mobility gets the Chiefs out of a bunch of jams when they don't get open or they can't be man coverage, and that's happened all season. So uh, that will definitely limit him, and we'll see how the Bengals respond to that and how well Patrick Mahomes can play with that injury because 
as we talked about, that's a huge storyline, especially with this particular quarterback. Yeah, Jesse, it is a compromising situation for the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, the playmaking ability for Patrick Mahomes probably going to be limited, if, like you said, if he does play. I want to know about Henny. I, I want to know how mm-hmm. this offense changes, if it does at all, uh, if Henny is going to play a, a pretty good amount of this football game coming up against Cincinnati. Yeah, he engineered that 98-yard drive, touchdown drive, the longest in Chiefs postseason history uh, with that one drive that Patrick Mahomes was out. So that looked really good, and he was a big storyline around here. A few years ago, he engineered a big drive for the Chiefs against the Browns that helped them, um, you know, in, in the playoffs. And it got the, the great motto, which is anything is possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not as good, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. Chad Henney's here because he knows the offense really well, probably will be a coach someday, one of the best guys in the locker room to talk to when you're talking about the offense and schemes, everything like that. And he was able to maintain his composure, you know, keep guys going yesterday and, and not have them lose their focus or their cool when obviously Arrowhead Stadium was kind of buzzing because Patrick Mahomes was not in there. But, you know, doesn't have the arm strength that Patrick does, doesn't have the playmaking that Patrick does. But we saw him, you know, he got them in the right place. There was a really crucial third and three uh, that he split the protection to the right. The Jaguars were blitzing with six guys. The Chiefs had five blockers. He knew that the hot guy was coming on his left, stood right in the face of the rush, got to Travis Kelsey for a, a four-yard gain for the first down and then took a blow to the chops to uh, get the 15-yard penalty on roughing the passer, too. So that's what you get from him. I mean, he's going to know the offense. He's going to know plays. He's going to know what where guys need to be, where the blitz is coming from, all those sorts of things. It's just – He's getting older, you know. He's, uh, I think he's 37 right now, could be 38 this season. And, uh, you know, the, the physical ability is not going to be there like it was potentially, you know, 10 years ago when he was playing the league. But um, can the Chiefs still do some things? Yeah, but they'll probably rely more on their offensive line, on guys like Isaiah Pacheco and Derek McKinnon. And we know how important in betting and in football the quarterback position is. So, yeah, it would be a big loss if the Chiefs don't go with Patrick Mahomes. But at this point, I. Again, it's going to be really hard for me to see a scenario where Patrick Mahomes doesn't just gut his way into this game because that's just the way he's yeah. wired. It's going to have to be really, really bad to not see him in it. Yeah, we'd all be stunned oh, yeah, if, if it was anybody. Yeah. It's a good thing to at least keep in mind going forward. Uh, by the way, San Francisco is punting the ball back to Dallas. Cowboys use all their timeouts. 51 seconds to go, so the Cowboys will get the ball back with about 45 seconds left deep in their own territory. So can Dak engineer a drive? We will see. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, Jesse Newell joins us. You can follow him at Jesse Newell, outstanding beat reporter for the uh, Kansas City Star, covering all things Kansas City Chiefs. As we look at the specific matchup now with the the Chiefs and Bengals, a lot of the offshore markets had this open Chiefs minus two. It's down to Chiefs, I see anywhere from a pick to Chiefs minus one and a half. Kansas City was two-point favorites on the road in Cincinnati back in early December when the Bengals won by three. As you look back at the first matchup, what's the biggest matchup specifically to the game that that will be the biggest key to success for for really either team as you go forward into this game? Yeah, and, and that line, you know, I kind of wrote it on Twitter today. I, I figured it'd be between four and four and a half if Patrick Mahomes was completely healthy because, you know, we, we know that's how this works, a point and a half for the home field. Mm. And so how much have the two teams changed in the last couple months uh, or a month and a half, you know? Probably a point maybe towards Cincinnati, but the fact that that thing has gotten to a pick them in some places up to maybe two points, that to me is just the Mahomes injury. Like, how do you feel about Mahomes? How is he going to be able to play? How much does his limited mobility uh, impact that particular line? Or, again, worst-case scenario, if, if you think there's a percentage chance that he re-injures it or just can't go and Chad Henney is in there. But, yeah, that first matchup, I mean, what's crazy about this is 
we talk about you know the Bengals having the Bills number or the Bengals having the Chiefs number, if you will. You know they've beat them the last three times, but all those games have been by a field goal. So this hasn't been a team just walking over the Chiefs. And uh, at the very end, Joe Burrow just made an amazing play, uh, making a pass, a pinpoint pass over the middle against uh, Joshua Williams, one of the Chiefs rookie defensive backs who just got beat to the inside, but still was there in coverage. And that's kind of been the MO of this matchup um, is that Burrow has just made some unbelievable plays against the Chiefs. Chris Jones, uh, you know, he had a, a really good year for the Chiefs defensive tackle, you know, one of the top five defensive players ranked by pro football focus this year. And he came in unprompted in, uh, in OTAs and in the middle of the summer and just said, Hey, look, I'm motivated by not getting Joe Burrow down a couple of those stacks in the AFC championship game last year, because, that would have changed the game. And, again, we didn't even ask him about that, and he was bringing that forward. So I think a lot of guys have something to prove. Patrick Mahomes, you know, the Chiefs were up 21-3 in that game last year at Arrowhead to be able to go to potentially the Super Bowl, and they lose that lead. And Patrick Mahomes, to be honest, just kind of lost his mind a little bit in the second half, just didn't trust himself on throws, kind of ran around in circles and and didn't make uh, the plays he normally does. And so I think he's looking forward to getting another crack at this matchup as well. He's been much more steady this year rather than, a little bit more of the roller coaster in previous years where you'd have really good performances and that every once in a while a bad performance. But I would say to, to me, it's the skill players of the Bengals, uh, those guys on the outside, T. Higgins, uh, obviously Jamar Chase, and going up against the Chiefs cornerbacks and the Chiefs secondary. They are super young back there, guys. I mean, mm-hmm. Jalen Watson made a one-handed interception, and he's a rookie. Trent McDuffie's a rookie. Brian Cook in the secondary is a rookie. I mean, they got a lot of guys back there without much experience. So, I'm sure Cincinnati will try to test them again in that particular area. We'll see how the Chiefs hold up this yeah, time. Just, just a fascinating matchup yeah, uh, really going is. going up uh, on Sunday again. Jesse Newell, beat reporter for the Kansas City Star, covering all things Kansas City Chiefs. So it was I know I heard you got to come out here to Vegas, uh, check out the uh, for the Chiefs Raider game a couple weeks ago. So uh, this is always a fun time for you guys as the team makes another deep run into the postseason. It uh, should be a fascinating game. We appreciate the time, Jesse, and for the insights. We'll see how this week goes. It'll be an interesting one uh, to say the least, with all those reports coming out of KC. Yep, will be. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. All right. Ten seconds left, Mike. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys at their own 24. No timeouts. It would take a miracle. And they are well, at least, you know, they get a pass out to Dalton Schultz with, uh, with five seconds left out to the 40. So, look, five seconds left. What do you do here? Do you go – because San Francisco's in off coverage. You go yeah. a little, little quick out route that takes three seconds, get to the 50 maybe, then try a Hail Mary. What, what, how do you approach this? Um – yeah, this is a long throw to get the ball to the end zone, right? Um, I, you have time, I think, to get a quick little you do have time. Play. But if you're San Francisco, you got to play a corner or two or a linebacker, somebody up shallow uh, to prevent that. But, um, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. Did Schultz catch this ball and get two feet inbounds, too? I mean, that's, I think that's up for debate. Ooh, that's really close. I don't know that he did. I don't think he did either. That, might, that would get reviewed. And, oh, that's a tough break for Schultz. Oh. Well, wow. John Lynch, the GM, they're showing shots of him saying that is incomplete. You see what the crowd thinks of that. A packed sportsbook behind us at the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. The conclusion of Cowboys 49ers, we presume, will happen after this break. We'll check in with you then. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. It is over in Santa Clara. The San Francisco 49ers, Mike Pritchard, are moving on 19 to 12. Last gasp. The hook and ladder play goes nowhere. Quick pass to Kevante Turpin, who's crunched right there after about an eight yard gain, and that is all she wrote. Under caches for Mike Pritchard, pretty comfortably. Thank you. 19-12-5. 49ers cover, three and a half or four. My middle does not get there, but hey, we'll take the 49er Eagle Moneyline Parlay. That's right. That was the much bigger of the two wagers. Mm-hmm. I had Cowboys second half. That does not get there. Niners cover the second half, uh, minus the half point. And a game where the San Francisco 49ers did not look very impressive, Mike, yet found a way 
and are now moving on to take on Philadelphia. Well, well, that's interesting you say it that way because from a betting perspective, were they not impressive or was Dallas's defense that good, right? For me, as an underbetter for this game, I thought both defenses were was going to do exactly what they did. Um, yeah. You know, it gets interesting, though, because you don't wonder how the market's going to view the 49ers moving forward. Like, I'm erasing everything I just saw in this game uh, because you have to. I mean, these two defenses were just so fast and so different. I mean, the Warner play on a, a Tampa 2 was he covering CeeDee Lamb down the middle of the field. Yeah. There's not a lot of linebackers that can do that, people. So you don't call that, right? You don't do that. But D'Amico can do that because he has a player like that. Now, what is he going to do with that defense against what the Eagles do with all their offense and, and vice versa uh, defensively for the Eagles? What can they do against everything that uh, the 49ers want to do offensively, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, and then, you know, it gets interesting after that. But I thought this game tonight that we watched Cowboys 49ers was going to be an under. I will say this right now live on air, though. I do not like betting unders because I do not You're want rooting to root. against I'm human rooting, achievement. I'm, yeah, I'm rooting against offense and as an offensive player, I want to see offense. So I'm not going to do a lot of underplays anymore, <laughs> but yeah, I was happy out. to catch that ticket, though. Again, those are the main tickets that cashed. We'll, yeah. we'll, so we'll circle back here in a second, look at all the props that did or did not cash, but San Francisco covers the game, covers the second half. Total stays under both for the full game and the second half total also stays under as San Francisco gets the win 19-12 and the conversation we were having off air. What do you make the number? Philadelphia and San Francisco. If I look at my own power ratings, and I, like this point, I rate San Francisco as the number one team in the league overall. Okay. I would rate San Francisco about two and a half points better on a neutral field than Philadelphia. So if you account a point to point and a half for home field advantage, if you give Philadelphia a point and a half, that's kind of standard now in the NFL, mm -hmm. I'd make San Francisco a one-point favorite. Ooh. I'm imagining, though, that the books, so my guess would be this says this is pick them to Eagles minus one because of what we just saw. Eagles destroying the Giants last night, and San Francisco really struggling with Dallas at home. Uh, that, that's, how, that's where I would put it. What, what do you think? Well, San Francisco won this game on one drive. Ten plays. Yeah. Uh, and seven the, kiddo, of, the Kittle catch that will be remembered. The Kittle forever. catch. Yeah. Uh, seven of those ten plays were run. Three of them were passes. So, because I know last yesterday you were talking about how the Eagles were going to destroy the Giants, and you were spot on with that. With a healthy Jalen Hurts, from a power ranking standpoint, do you still put the 49ers with Purdy uh, in front of a healthy Jalen Hurts and Eagles? And that's that's the question you have to answer. I because <laughs> he looked healthy uh, yesterday. He, oh, Jalen Hurts looked really really good. <laughs> I still did. say yes. Okay. And it's it, it's sort of a similar thought process that went into evaluating the Giants going from Minnesota's game right. in the wild card round to Philadelphia and a huge step up in class. Mm -hmm. The Giants are the worst run defensive team in the league, and that's what Philadelphia does. That's the Eagles' bread and butter. Mm -hmm. San Francisco is the best run defense in the league. This is a massive change right. just in, in aesthetics for what Philadelphia has to prepare for. I will be betting San Francisco. I When these numbers pop, we're expecting them to come out any second. Right. It's a, if it's an underdog, we hope price for San that. Francisco, this will be fire on the Niners uh, as they yeah. continue to, like, to me, Mike, to get, to get through the game like they did tonight. Mm -hmm. In a tough matchup against a really athletic, physical Dallas defense, that that was the type of game that that, that those that championship type teams get through. Right. And San Francisco found a way. I would love to bet them as a dog. I'm spot. hoping that they're a dog to bet the 49ers because defensively, that defense is so fast that 
okay, if you like the Eagles, okay, the Eagles are a perimeter football team. Think of the Eagles offense as a, as a, a wishbone offense. Uh, it's a triple option, whether they're in the wishbone or whatever formations they're using. The speed of the 49ers defense kind of neutralizes that. Like Jalen Hurts catch, uh, you know, running the football. He's not fleet of foot. He's deceptive. Uh, but the makeup speed and, and certainly uh, just the overall speed uh, and the nature of that San Francisco 49ers defense helps them out on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. You know, when Pollard went down, Dallas couldn't run the football. They weren't explosive that way anymore. Uh, and so if you can take that away from the Eagles, now can they beat you with matchups? And they have some pretty good matchups. And Monte Smith, mm-hmm. um, you think about A.J. Brown, you think about Dallas Goddard. Like that's an, that's an, that's an upgrade uh, of matchups than what we saw tonight for Dallas. Totally. Right? And so that's where this thing starts to get very, very interesting. I, I'm curious about that line and certainly that total as well. Though. It's out. Okay. And here got? we go. Every book opens, for the most part, every book on my screen I see Eagles minus one and a half. Okay. Now here's the thing. Quick er- the early move. <laughs> yeah, Mike's like, Where's the vote? Where's the vote? I got a bet. Yes, I am. Fire. Well, <laughs> most of the early action behind us at Circa, uh-huh. at DraftKings on the East Coast, early move from Eagles minus one and a half, and the minutes after it opens, up to Eagles minus two. Ooh. And that you know the thing about that is Mike that is prime teaser <laughs> territory. Get San Francisco up through three and seven. Would you pair that with because there are books right now you can get Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I, I see Bengals as high as a one or one and a half point underdog. You tease San Francisco up with Cincinnati next week. You get Cincy to seven or seven and a half. Niners I mean, to eight. I, I don't want to overreact to what we saw tonight. Certainly the whole recency thing, and I don't want to do that. Um, but I do know the 49ers' defense and the, and the speed of that defense uh, can kind of keep up with the six eligibles that the Eagles have. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we ran a wishbone offense, for instance, you know, in, uh, in college, and one of the things that hurt us was the speed on a defense, right? And the power, too. And, and passing situations can that front four get to Jalen Hurts. I, I think the matchup advantages are to the side of the Eagles, though. Uh, I, from a passing game standpoint, I think they have um, an upgrade of matchups that we saw tonight. And Dallas, you know, the picks from Dak, Dakota, uh, and all that. So uh, Jalen Hurts is a quarterback. He's playing better than Dak did uh, down the stretch. And now that he's healthy, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, outside of that one game against Chicago, he didn't play very well, came back injured uh, against the Giants. But now he seems like he's healthy. Wasn't on the injury report. Uh, so I got as a better, I got to expect Jalen to be healthy that way. Uh, but you know, right. this this game is very very interesting. I I don't want to fire right now just because you want to see where the market. I, yeah, yeah, because you know I don't want to overreact to what I just saw uh, from the 49ers. But I do know that they have a lot of speed on that defense, though. The, the matchup that, that look intrigues me is a the the rush defense of San Francisco against that run heavy. You talk about some of the wishbone looks for Philadelphia. How, how does Philadelphia match up against the speed and size of San Francisco's elite run defense? On the flip side, how does a Philadelphia run defense that has been susceptible finish the year 23rd in, in rush defense on an EPA per play basis? How do they match up right. against this multidimensional Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel-led Niners offense? Well, we know Purdy can make those specific throws, right? We know he's capable of doing that. The third and eights, the third and nines, and He's got to go through, through progression and all that. That's still challenging. I mean, he's a rookie. Um, so can, can the Eagles kind of do what Dallas, could they piggyback on what Dallas uh, established earlier on? But 
49ers, they won that game tonight with one drive. Ten plays, go back and dissect that drive. Ten plays, seven of them were, were runs. Three of them were passes. So they're going to need more than that from Brock Purdy and that offense so to beat the Eagles. Yeah. No, no, no question about it. Uh, it's, if you look at the final props, and, and it, it shouldn't surprise anybody in a game that profiled to the under. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of the player props hit tonight. The only props, every, only props that end up going over in the game. George Kittle, receiving yards. He gets five catches for 95 yards, including, I would argue, like the play of the season for the San Francisco 49ers. His juggling, tumbling to the ground, one-handed 30-yard catch that completely flipped the game. It was, it was a 9-9 when Kittle made that catch. Allowed San Francisco to drive down the field. Finally scored a touchdown to take a 16-9 lead. A Kittle goes over. C.D. Lamb, 10 catches for 117 yards. He goes over all of his props. He had a 46-yard bomb, but... 10 catches on 13 targets for C.D. Lamb. Uh, he catches as well. Everything else, under. Under City. Uh, they're they're yeah. Mike Pritchard uh, for the rest of the players in the game today. And, and now we, we flip it forward here. San Francisco and Philadelphia. I'm, it's interesting to see that that early line move is to Philadelphia, which is a little bit surprising to me that the Eagles do get bet up early from one and a half to two. But I think you and I, are we, are we actually we're in lockstep here, Mike? I think we're, so. We're both think in sync, so. yeah. leaning Niners early. For the NFC Championship game. It's more in a lean, though. I mean, I, I, I will be betting San Francisco. It's just, it's just yeah. a matter of it's at what lean. number. Okay. Yeah. Well, John McMullen, he's an Eagles insider. Let's get his thoughts. He'll join the show next as we go into our third hour here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I wanna confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 